0: Hello and welcome to Get That Grad Job, a podcast brought to you by the Lancaster University Careers Team. Today's theme is how to find a part-time job. I'm Hannah, your host, and I'm joined by three guests. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please could you all just introduce yourselves?
1: Hi, I'm Tara McLaughlin, I'm Head of Employer Engagement at Lancaster University Careers Service but I also sit as a board member on a charity that supports students who work whilst studying um, and I've employed students in part-time roles for about 20 years now. Wow. Hi, my name's
2: Helen Crowther and I'm the manager of the Employment and Recruitment Service. The Employment and Recruitment Service is uh, the on-campus recruitment service for student jobs, particularly on campus and in the local area. So we employ around 1,000 students a month to do various work um, for the university, for local employers, um, and also remotely at home. Um, and I've also recruited and supported students in part-time jobs for about six or seven years now.
3: Yep. Hi, my name is Shaina and I am a final year law student. I recently finished my placement year with the Employment and Recruitment Service and I now work through the service part-time alongside my studies and two other part-time jobs as both a student ambassador and a retail assistant at the Students' Union supermarket.
0: Amazing, thank you so much for joining me today. So I guess the first question is why is having a part-time job important?
1: So I suppose first and foremost, from my perspective, is it, it it's a way of students getting money. Um, we all need money, every single one mm-hmm. of us, um, and students probably more so than anyone else because your outgoings are enormous. Um, so I'm always keen when I'm making um, job job adverts and putting job adverts out there that the, the wages that we recruit to are appropriate and as fair as they possibly can be. Um, there's a lot of conversation about exploitation of students and students being underpaid. So I'm really happy to say that at Lancaster, we uh, ensure that all of our jobs that we advertise are at uh, living wage. Amazing. I
3: think for me, it was really important for me to get part-time jobs to go through the process. So when you're applying for a part-time job, especially at the university, they try to mimic what it'd be like going for a grad job. So it's not always as intense, but you have an interview. So I've had three different types of interviews, group interviews, virtual and one-on-one in person. And it meant that in my final year now, when I'm applying for graduate jobs, I feel very comfortable going into an interview because I've had the chance to practice through applying for part-time jobs.
0: That's really cool.
2: I think it's really easy to underestimate um, how much a part-time job can really help develop your skills. Um, so even something like working on a bar, you know, you'll be developing lots of transferable skills that you can draw on when, like Shayna says, you can come and ins- um, apply for graduate jobs. And a lot of employers, a lot of graduate employers will um, look for students who have Done part-time work whilst they're studying. Who, who are able to demonstrate that they can balance both their studies and their work, and develop those skills. Um, I think there was a survey in two thousand and eighteen um, by High Flyers that said that one third of times top hundred employers um, would um, be unlikely to recruit a student if they didn't have some form of work experience in their in their during their studies. So it can be really influential in both getting a graduate job, developing those skills, and obviously, like Tara says, getting some money in your pocket too.
1: can i lighten it up as well that actually having a part-time job whilst you're a student can be really good fun because you get to meet some really great people mm-hmm. there are some jobs out there that you know involve you working at festivals working with new people um working with children working with you know really inspirational communities of, of people that you wouldn't normally come into contact with and actually you can make some really good friends as well not just amongst the people that you're working with but um Certainly from from my perspective, we had a student who worked in our um, career service maybe five years ago now, and we're still in touch on on Facebook and through social media. She's actually coming um, back to the UK from America, she's starting a a nursing program over here. Um, And yeah, we're going to hook up and we're going to keep in touch. So actually those friendships and those um, support networks, I guess, um, are really important as well. You can get a really good social life out of um, your part-time work, friends and colleagues. And people who you wouldn't necessarily have, have met through your clubs or societies.
3: Yeah, definitely. To add on to that, sometimes I saw my part-time job as a nice break from my studies because I'd see completely different people and have completely different experiences. Especially working at like Central, where it's very team-based, and it was it was a really nice break from a lot of independent study.
2: I think um, having a part-time job, and sometimes the part-time job that you have, can also influence what you go on to seek in terms of a a job after university as well Um, in the employment and recruitment service I know two of our interns our previous interns have actually gone on to seek a a career within HR very successfully and that and that was very much influenced by their part-time job in the RS so it can support you in the longer term not just from the skills that you gain but the knowledge and the passion that you develop
1: through your part-time work which um which can really influence you going forward yeah, I'd echo that as well. I had a part time job many, many moons ago as a student in a garden centre mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't think my knowledge of gardening would be anywhere near as, as good as it is if I hadn't done that job because I can tell the difference between a begonia and a budlier and a daisy and a daffodil. Um, <laughs> and although i don't do an awful lot of weeding and I do end up killing a lot of houseplants but um yeah it 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 put a a grounding for my hobbies together as well so it's not just Mm -hmm. again about your your skills for graduate jobs but um your skills for for life
0: absolutely so we've talked a lot within there about skills and other things but what kind of skills do part-time jobs develop I think
3: the biggest one for me was definitely time management so as a law student I have a lot of independent study time and having a part-time job meant I had to structure my day so if I have to work um, ERS 10 till 3 for example I know that I can study for an hour in the morning and like a few hours after and it's allowed me to manage my time a lot better.
2: When you're when you're working as a student in a part-time job, um, you you kind of put a different hat on as well. So, you, like Shay says, you, you take off your study hat and you put on your professional hat, and and with that comes all sorts of different all sorts of different skills and exposes you to um, you know expectations I guess that you might not have been used to before. A lot of our student jobs are filled by um, people that have never had a job before um, so not had to necessarily work within a professional setting. So there's things as simple as email communications, telephone etiquette, um, that, that are completely brand new and those really practical skills um, are things that it, th- these kind of jobs give you, give you the ability to, to start developing that obviously you know you'll develop as your career moves forward
1: think as well you have to think about the the job that you're working in so um i scribbled down before this this uh, podcast recording a few you know ideas of of the kinds of jobs that students might want to go for and that might include bar work or being a fitness or sports instructor a swimming um, lifeguard admin work care work um and in the main the majority of these jobs involve communication skills with other people so managing difficult conversations maybe managing some customer service i'm sure shay in your retail. Where you've had to manage difficult situations with with conversations with people who maybe haven't got the right money with them or want to buy something that they're not legally entitled to buy like alcohol. Um, you know you might be in an uh, an organization where you have to work in a team um, and actually in order to hand over your your shift or your workload to somebody else, you need to be really detailed in what you've done already so that they can pick up and, and be as efficient as possible. so. You know, your people skills come on enormously. I think when you work in any any kind of people facing part time job, but that self reliance and self resilience as well, to know that you're responsible for your own workload and your own task list, um, and and actually other people are depending on you to deliver against that is you know quite a quite a position of responsibility that can take some getting used to. But what a great place to to practice.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> you're absolutely right, Tara. That transition from, um. You know, student, professional, and, and combining the two—you know—that's mm-hmm. not always an easy transition to make, and and doing so in in the kind of comfort almost of a of a of a student job, um, where you you know there is a little bit more. Um, tolerance towards um you know changes in time and um, your timetable um, that might mean that you can't come in one day and have to work another day you know those kind of that these kind of roles really help you transition from um sort of one sphere that you're used to um, into the, into the, the professional setting and hopefully and and in, and in a lot of part-time jobs one thing i've noticed is there's quite often a real keenness um, with managers to to really try and develop their student staff. So, it isn't just about getting the job of work done. Um, you, I know a lot of managers who really try to develop their student staff, you know, to look at what their aspirations are, to look at their areas of development, and to really try as much as possible to mould that job to um, to support them in, in their future development.
1: I think one of the biggest challenges, as well, is unpicking. Like we're trying to do now, unpicking some of those skills. So, I've worked with students in the past who've who've presented me with CVs, and they've said, "Well, I've been I've been a babysitter. That's kind of my part time job. I do some babysitting." Say much, well, well. Actually, it does. You're looking after somebody's child, their most prized possession, and so you're managing negotiation and influence. It's bedtime. Go to bed. Um, no, you cannot have another. No, you cannot have another cookie. No, we're not watching another episode of Peppa Pig. Um, you're managing. Um, potentially some sort of home-based nutrition you know you're making sure that they have their their tea and their beans on toast and they eat it all up and they don't throw it at their sibling so there's a whole bunch of skills that actually yeah it is just babysitting but there are so many um, extra elements of that that allow you to sort of extrapolate on your cv or on a, in an interview to explain a position of responsibility that means that it's more than just job it's it's a bundle of skills that have made you um, a more employable human being at the end of it absolutely
0: so how can someone go about finding a part-time job
1: well obviously
2: as the manager of the employment and recruitment service um, I would absolutely highly <laughs> recommend um, registering with the employment and recruitment service um, and looking at our vacancies which are on our website which is just lancaster.ac.uk. For um, forward slash ers and our vacancies page is really easy to find on there. I'll just say as well, while I've mentioned the website, that there's loads of really useful information on there, lots of top tips that we, um, you know, that we cover on finding work and, and other things too. Um, so I'd absolutely recommend looking on there. That We advertise jobs for the Students' Union. And um, you know various places around the university the retail the um bars um lots of lots and lots and lots of varied internships as well so obviously I would recommend that as a first
1: port of call keeping your eyes open as well a lot of um, maybe not at the moment with with the pandemic but um, a, a traditional way for a, a business a high street business particularly would just be to put a poster in the window situation vacant apply within um, and it's about having the courage and the confidence to go in and say hey you've got a poster in the window can you tell me a little bit more about the job um, so yeah keeping your eyes and ears open or you know when you are at the checkout in next or asda or wherever it might be the little art art shop that you buy your paintbrushes from just say to them when you're being served you know are there any are there any positions available here um use your network as well people know people and people know people who have jobs and might just have a couple of shifts that will get them out of a tight spot, that won't be necessarily something that's going to be your forever part-time job. But if you prove yourself on a couple of shifts, it might be that they can see some real merit in having you in the company and find more work for you. And that's quite often how part-time work grows into something much, much more significant and sometimes even graduate jobs, that businesses will see the the um, investment that they're making in you and recognise that you're talent in the business and, and hopefully you know give you more work and, and more challenging work um, on that first Uh, spurious um, introduction I guess. I used to work for um,
2: um, a local commercial recruitment agency so I would also um, recommend um, looking for local agencies wherever you live that might be looking to take on um, casual temporary staff and they advertise for all sorts of different opportunities so registering with an agency locally in Lancaster um, there's a couple Um, One's called Master Staff, one's called ADECO, and they quite often recruit for event staff um, and part-time jobs that might be suitable or interesting to students. Um, Something else I would absolutely recommend is social media we'll see obviously the proliferation of jobs boards via social media there's certainly a local one in Lancaster um, a local Facebook group we also put all our jobs on social media so just really searching for those jobs boards where adverts will go up online also LinkedIn of course there's jobs boards on LinkedIn where you'll find lots of opportunities there's big jobs boards like Indeed um, Google Jobs which is um collates lots of different vacancies from across lots of different jobs boards um so that's quite a good place to start as well google jobs um and i think i will say finding a part-time job can be quite a competitive process um i think sometimes we underestimate how difficult it can be to find a part-time job and in lancaster you know there there is Um, a lot of people looking for a part-time job so I think one skill that we didn't mention before that is developed when you're looking for a part-time job is often resilience Um, and that's really key when you're entering the grad market too after university just being persistent and um, trying all the different things that we've talked about and trying not to be disheartened when you you might not get an opportunity because you just have to keep trying um and getting advice on you know your your uh, applications but certainly trying all these different means I'm sure
0: will result in you getting a fantastic part-time job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you've talked there about it being a bit of a competitive process when you've been recruiting students in the past what kind of things do you look for so how can students stand out against those other people that are competing for the same job as them? tailoring your application
2: is absolutely key. So when we see applications come through the Employment and Recruitment Service, we see a lot of applications. So one thing that really differentiates an application is somebody who's taken the time to tailor it to the job that they're applying for. It's really easy, and especially when you're applying for lots and lots of different jobs, to just use the same cover letter and the same CV. And I can absolutely understand why people want to do that. But the thing that will make you stand out primarily is tailoring it. So why specifically do you want this job? What skills do you have um, that will allow you to do it successfully? What can you bring to it, that particular job? And really kind of getting inside the job and understanding what they're looking for and tailoring your, your cover letter, if you're having to write a cover letter um, to, to that particular post. We do see a lot of generic cover letters and quite often they are a reason why somebody's not successful. Similarly with your CV, if you look at the skills that are being asked for on an advert and looking at your CV, make sure that your CV is really clearly highlighting that you have those skills or um, that experience. So it could just be a case of when you've got a job on your CV with bullet points of what the what your responsibilities were, that, were, that you just nudge up those ones that are most relevant to um, to the job that you're applying for because... As recruiters, we are so busy. We get to see so many applications that we really need that information really clear and upfront. So tailoring, I'd say, is absolutely key with your application.
0: Absolutely. And if you want to find out any more about cover letters or CVs, uh, we've got a podcast episode in season one about... Um, CVs and we've got another podcast episode coming out um, later this month I think about cover letters so check those out as well as looking at all the careers resources that are available as well we have CV and cover letter workshops running Pretty much every week at the moment. Um, so, we can definitely help you with that in terms of um, helping you with writing CVs and cover letters and tailoring to specific roles.
1: Not wanting to put a damper on this excellent conversation about the, the opportunities to, to find part time jobs that. I want to hazard some caution that there are some charlatans out there, and there are some organisations that do um, effectively what we would call CV harvesting. So they will put up job adverts that may be fake to attract applications. They may um, put information online that is um, malicious in its in its intent, in so far as it wants to steal identity, um, and actually might be quite a sophisticated scam in order to get some identity information from you um so i'd like to highlight in in my role in this um this charity organization that i support um there's an organization called safer jobs uh, saferjobs.com and they have some really good advice and guidance on how to spot spoof job adverts and spam job adverts your cv carries an awful lot of personal information where you live which college you're in your phone number um sometimes information that isn't necessary on your cv like maybe national insurance number or a photograph um and um I would just hazard some caution there that um, check out who you're sending your information to and make sure that you're convinced that this is a real opportunity. Um, Safer job sites are an excellent resource, and if you do find yourself in any um, trouble, um, it's linked to the Home Office and it's linked to um, various police organisations as well. Um, not to say that there are a whole bunch of people out there waiting to shark all your information from you, absolutely not. There are lots and lots of genuine um, employers and recruiters out there who genuinely want to have good talent in their business. But just take care. And if you do find yourself up against a a challenging situation, just check out Safer Jobs and see what your rights and responsibilities are around
0: that. No, that's really good. Thank you. So how would you manage your uni work alongside having a part time job? Um, I think
3: organisation is the most important part and managing your workload with jobs through the ERS especially, hours are flexible. So you get to decide when you can work and when you can't work. And your manager is very, very receptive to that. So if you have uni most of the day on a Wednesday, agree to work on a Thursday. It's just quite, it's quite common sense. I think find a job where you'll enjoy doing it. So I am happy to come and work for ERS because I I enjoy my job, which means that I'm more motivated to come and then also organize everything else around it because I know that ERS is a priority for me because I like going into work or not so much going into work anymore (laughs) Um, and I think the last thing I'd say that's important as a student with a part-time job is having downtime so Your life can feel very go, go, go if you go straight from lectures to work to doing seminar preparation to reading. I think taking time out of your day to do small things like meditation or cooking or reading without feeling guilty can help you to manage them both at the same time and still enjoy doing both. So I think just organisation not procrastinating downloading apps that stop you from going onto your phone is very important so that when you say you're going to work on something you work on it for a solid amount of time and then you're allowed larger your downtime time later on
1: there's a great podcast about um procrastination in series one isn't there Hannah mm-hmm. it's a very good podcast about procrastination in series one <laughs> because Tara's on it Uh, I I would echo that though on Graduate Burn Um, having worked with students um, for for quite a while the number of conversations I've had to have in the morning because actually the students come back from um, a late shift at a bar or a bowling alley or a cinema they've had four or five hours sleep and now they're at a nine o'clock shift with me and they're knackered um, and yeah, be realistic about what you can fit into your your working day and your life um, and don't overstretch yourself it might seem really attractive that you get um, overtime hours or um, anti-social hour payments but what does that do on your sleeping pattern and your work-life balance and your social life if you're working in the bar it means you're not drinking at the bar um, and that can actually mean that you're having to say no to quite a lot of friendship um, invites where you're you're involved in parties and other bits and pieces so just just balance what you're doing with what's important to you which is your mental health and well-being um, and your study absolutely
0: so I guess just before we finish it'd be really useful if we could just hear some top tips from each of you what are your top tips on finding part-time work
3: I think one thing that we didn't mention then, on a slightly lighter note is being likeable i think um, (laughs) walking into an interview often and being confident and having a conversation with your interviewer has always helped me a lot personally people want to know that they can work with you both like on a friendly level and a professional level because your cv and cover letter have got you into the room already they know what you're capable of and what you can do but you as a person you're presenting yourself at the interview and I think every interview that I've been successful in I've gotten on with my interviewers very well and I've walked out knowing I want to work with them and hopefully they want to work with me and it's worked so far so (laughs) I think just being your most authentic self and just coming in with the confidence even if you have to fake it till you make it just feel like you've already got the job and you'll be fine
1: yeah from an employer's point of view um that authenticity is really key but be be really honest about what you can and can't do um there's nothing more infuriating from an employer's point of view to have a conversation with a candidate who you think is amazing and who who can do your thursday and friday shifts but actually they really can't do thursday and friday and once we've offered them the job they say well is there any chance i can do monday tuesday well that wasn't the job on the table so yeah that that authenticity and that um that um honesty i think will take you a long way in in having those conversations about what you are available to do um obviously that's talking about your negotiation around getting the um the job interview and actually applying um i think the question really from you there hannah was was about you know how to find the job before you actually get the job so um, i've (laughs) taken the topic a little bit off tangent there apologies (laughs) i've just got two
2: if that's okay if you'll allow me hannah yeah um So my first one is be proactive. As Tara mentioned, having those conversations with somebody you might meet in an informal capacity, asking them if they have opportunities, but also looking at a job advert. And if there's a name of somebody to contact for informal inquiries, doing that, because like Shana says, it is about building those relationships. And if if you are the employer and somebody's come to you interested in your position and they present themselves well and show interest then there's already before the interview before the applications even started a big tick next to your name um Mm -hmm. so always be proactive it can be quite scary um, and it can take you out of your comfort zone but you really don't have anything to lose um and the second the second thing i would say is just again to resilient you will come across rejection we all have had lots of rejection <laughs> in our lives yeah. um but um and it, you know you will have to you, you may have you may be very lucky and get a job you know off, off your first application but it will be a really good skill to learn in the future too. just keep trying you will get there
1: just be persistent and be resilient can i add something else there that that's about letting your network do your job for you in a lot of respects and we've talked very briefly about LinkedIn um Often when you're applying or when you're you're recruiting part-time staff, you haven't got time or sometimes the inclination to follow up references. And and sometimes the, the person who you're looking to appoint hasn't necessarily got a track record that would have encouraged references. They, they might have only had one or two um, casual jobs or, or positions of responsibility, maybe a, a scout leader or, or something. Um, ask the people who do know you and who have had you know, experience of you in positions of responsibility to just write a little LinkedIn um, recommendation because actually, if you can add that to the bottom of your CV and say, you know, testimonials are here, um, and that might be your second cousin who's written a wonderful thing about how they <laughs> they really support your involvement in the football club, but it might be your mum and dad who you babysit for, and it might be the um, owner of the corner shop where you did a couple of shifts on stock taking over Christmas the fact that they happen to be your next door neighbour is neither here nor there it's the words that come out of their mouth and if they can give you an endorsement on your LinkedIn it saves us as the recruiter or as the hirer going through all that work of thinking is this person worth it do we, do we trust what they've written on paper? Do we trust what we've seen in the room? Because it's being, you're being in, endorsed by somebody else, a, a third party. So, um, yeah, use your network. Use LinkedIn as a way of, of helping your network celebrate what you're good at. Um, you can do it very, very well, but other people can do it equally well on your behalf. Absolutely.
0: They've been some really good tips and this has been a really interesting conversation and we hope that you found it interesting too for those of you who are listening. Um, So thank you for listening to Get That Grad Job and thank you especially to my brilliant guests. Tune in next time for more information and advice on getting your grad job. Bye!